another exclusive today and we're at a, an iconic venue, Hickstead Showground here in Sussex. I'm joined by Joint Managing Director Edward Bunn. Edward, thank you very much for your time today. It's a pleasure. It's a, a real iconic setting with some iconic features that I'm sure that everybody who grew up um, watching anything to do with uh, show jumping knows the Derby Bank and the Devil's Dyke. Yeah. A big part of your family life. I think um, 1960 the, the venue was built by your father. Yeah, he's, he, um, he started in 1960. He was a, an international show jumper in his own right. Uh, he used to go to the continent a lot uh, jumping, but always found there was nothing in England or Great Britain to uh, to match what they had on the continent. So he took upon himself to, to make his own. So by the time I started watching this kind of thing <laughs> in the 80s, it was very well established and yeah. you know, had a worldwide reputation, which you know, 20 years or so, that's quite a quick establishment, isn't it? Yeah, they had um, major championships in the first five, six years, European and world championships. He, he had a world championship within 14 years, which is quite, quite <laughs> it's a big thing. Um, but he didn't scrimp and save, he, he wanted the best and he, he invested heavily and, and produced the best. So, you now run the venue with your sister, so it's remained in the family. Yeah. I imagine that gives you a sense of pride that you're taking on the legacy? Oh yeah, very much so. It is my dad's legacy. He died uh, six years ago. Um, and as a family, there's, there's six others as well. It's uh, directors, but Lizzie and I look after it day to day. We made the decision that we would try and carry it on and six years later it's gone from strength to strength so your particular slice of the cake in terms of looking after things is looking after the facilities and yeah. and obviously the showgrounds here it's not just the main arena here though is it no we have six other competition arenas we have grandstand seating for ten thousand people we have function suites uh, hospitality suites conference rooms it's it's every day is different and you've got three main events mm -hmm. throughout the year Obviously the Derby, what are the other two? Yeah, we have the uh, Equestrian.com Derby meeting, which is at the end of June. We have the Longines Royal International Horse Show, which is the biggest international show in this country. It's a, um, it's a team event where different countries send teams of four riders to compete. They compete as individuals and they compete for their country on, uh, in the Nations Cup competition on the Friday. Um, there are eight venues around the world that run the, the top league and we're one of the top league venues um, and then in September we run a national show which is uh, a very busy show um, all six back arenas are used plus the main ring so it's a, it's a young horse novice horses to, to get them into the main ring really so the main ring I think is regarded very highly around the, the equestrian world yeah. I think certainly rated if not the best in the top three in the world it is yeah there's there's Arkham in Germany and there's Dublin in uh, in Ireland and Hickstead, we are recognised the top three grass arenas in the world. So, what are you looking at for your surface then? What makes a good surface for, for uh, horse? Well, we like grass. Uh, they do jump on all weather arenas. We yeah. like grass for our main ring. We're looking for a consistent, uh, good cover of turf, consistent going, well drained. Um, gives the horse the right feel when it's running on the ground. It's not, it doesn't get too wet, doesn't get too dry. Uh, it, to produce the perfect surface for a horse to jump off. So, would it be fair to say that actually what's under the grass is more important than the actual grass very, itself? The very structure. much so. All the money spent under the grass uh, and, and and the soil structure. We um, six years ago, we with the help of the STRI, um, Richard Hayden, we devised a new arena. Basically, we we produced a, an arena where we took all the old soil away. Um, incorporated more drains underneath, so we dug it out, more drains underneath. Um, then we put this gravel raft in, they call it a gravel raft, which is about uh, 8 to 10 inches thick. 
So all the drains are connected wherever you are in the ring, it's your 10 inches from a drain. Then we brought back the best topsoil and then we mixed in another 2,500 tonnes of drainage sand into the surface as well, then reseeded. So that implies that maybe you had some drainage problems or was it...? We didn't have drainage problems, it was, uh, it's not the best, it's Sussex clay. Uh, when it was dry it was very good, when it, we had heavy rain, you know, if you were getting 10 to 15 mil of rain, it would just go a bit soft. Uh, and the horses, modern day horses, don't cope because they jump on good ground everywhere, couldn't cope anymore with our ground. Um, and we were advised, we weren't told, we were advised that the best thing to do was to do what Dublin had done uh, with Richard and the STRI and put this all weather grass arena in. So we looked at it, uh, costed it, looked at it again, <laughs> took a big risk. And, and as a family, we decided it was after Dad had died. Um, we looked at it and we invested heavily and, and said, if we want to continue to be one of the best venues in the world, we need to do this. And, and with the support of the family, we did it. So that was what, six years ago or so now? Uh, 2011, so, so straight after, 2011, straight after our last show, uh, which was in August then, um, August the 8th, we didn't have a September show, uh, the boys came in and, and started digging away. And how long was the process? We started on the 8th of August, uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, they, they phrase mode it off, then the diggers arrived, we finished all the work by the 12th of September. Um, germination, mats, irrigation, and we actually did our first cut of grass on the 24th of September. So 12 days from seeding to cut. Yeah, That's better than amazing. turf, better than <laughs> turf. We, we, we looked at turfing, but we, we, we had a good seed mix. Uh, the conditions were right, the weather was right, so we went with, turf. We went with the seed. So what seed mix have you identified as being the one for you here? We use one recommended by uh, the STRI, it's uh, a Barrenbrug seed, it's called Bar Sprint. It's, it's designed for equestrian use. It's race courses, polo pitches, showgrounds. It's very fast germinating. It's a good ryegrass. I think it's a mixture of three or four ryegrasses. And it does the job perfectly for what we want. We don't, we don't shave it off like a lawn. We run it about inch and a half, two inches. And it's perfect for that. So five years ago, you did the renovation. Would you say it's been worth the money? Yeah, by, by far. It's, it's amazing. It, it improves every year with, with more work and structure and top dressing. and. The, the root depth now is 10 inches right down. We've got roots right into the gravel now. So the, the soil structure is spot on. Um, it just gets, it, it never ceases to amaze me. We get torrential rain. If we had, um, a couple of weeks ago, we had like 15 to 20 mil of rain in a day, in about three hours. Um, and you could walk out there within 10 minutes. There wasn't a puddle, nothing. It's, it's gone straight through. We were chatting earlier about that the weather does seem to have changed over the, certainly the 50 years of the, yeah. the life yeah, of Hicks yeah. yeah, we don't get that. We, we, we tend to get warm summers, uh, but we tend to get large dumps of rain. We don't seem to get constant drizzle or, or we get thunderstorms or it just, the weather seems to be more extreme. I don't know if it's me. Um, and by having this super drained surface, uh, it doesn't matter what the weather throws us. The main ring is fine. We get a wet show now. We look at the main ring, that's perfect. So we go out to the back rings, which is how it was, and they're like mud baths. You think, oh, well, that, you know, it's, it's money well spent. So we're coming up into your you know, season in the yeah. next few weeks. I think June is the first... Uh, yeah, end of June. End of June. So what's your maintenance regime at the moment? What's going on? Uh, we've sort of woken it up from the winter. We fertilised about a month ago, so... Uh, end of March we gave it a little fertilise. Uh, we, we don't treat it as fine turf, we treat it, we, we use an agricultural fertiliser um, just to wake it up and get it going. So after fertilising then Edward, what's the next yeah, step? We've uh, done a deep tine aeration on it. Um, 
with a bit of heave, 15% heave to break up the any decompaction. Or a compaction to so going on today. I think it's a terror spike you're using. Yeah, the terror spike, the Vedaman terror spike. We've we've um, we're doing it again today, but with no heave. We're just punching some holes because right. we're going to top dress with drainage sand on Wednesday this week. So we're just preparing for that now. So we're going to top dress this year. We don't do it every year, but the agronomists say it's time to do it again. So we're putting on. Uh, about 180 tonnes of sand onto 1.8 hectares, so it's about a centimetre of, of, of sand, which we'll try and rub into the, rub into the, you know, um, drag mat it into the spot holes. Uh, just gives you nice, perfect drainage channels. It also helps the root growth. Um, and then we'll do a little bit of overseeding by hand. There's a few bare patches, so we'll just do overseed by hand uh, straight after that let the grass come as soon as the grass is through the sand we'll give it another uh whack of fertilizer um keep mowing it so we build up the mowing regime by uh by the show we're mowing three times a week so when we use a toro um it's a it's a rotor a hater type um it's not a cylinder mower we use a, uh, a rotary a rotary mower uh toro so we we can get out there we can mow it in two hours and, and in again so it's not a big job um, and it's it's just sort of keeping an eye on it, make sure it's disease free. We'll add a wetting agent uh, beginning of May. Uh, we'll give it a couple of sprays of wetting agent, which just dissipates the water through. So if you do get heavy rain, or the irrig we irrigate, so it just helps with getting the, the moisture into the soil. Um, and then we'll probably we use a slow release fertilizer about three weeks before the show. So by the time the show comes along, it's just kicking in. It'll be nice and green. Okay. Well, you've got some special requirements here there's you know a couple of infamous jumps uh, yeah <laughs> devil's dike which, the devil's dike yeah the but derby the one bank. that obviously is a bit different is derby bank now that'll give you some different turf care issues i'm sure i think um, we're going to go have a, a look yeah. at that in a little bit yeah. more detail yeah yeah it's a unique object we have to grow grass on, on a very steep surface and have it looking like the rest of the place well <laughs> all i can say is how anybody comes down this on a horse i don't know but it obviously gives you some some real issues in terms of maintenance and and keeping the turf here it does it does it's it's a a, a unique object There's, you can't go to anybody lots of people have got ideas yeah but we think we do it the best so it's it's a basically a clay face with with turf pegged on the front of it so, so you've been learning how to look after this in you know over 50 odd years now yeah. 56 years i think yeah. the, the place has been around yeah so what's the key to it are you having to replace the turf every year yeah we use a, a good irrigated turf um we let the bank dry out we can't let it get too wet because the clay will slip so we dry it out over the winter and then we uh turf it about uh first second week in april as soon as we can as soon as the weather lets us really get out here with machines and we turf it and we grow the turf on the front up to the to the uh, to the show at the uh, end of June. And there's only one show a year on it, so it's got to be in, I guess, pristine condition in terms of a surface for the horses. Yeah. What's it look like by the end of that? It's fair. Well, <laughs> by the time 40 horses come down, the front of it's fairly it's fairly uh, cut up. But uh, yeah, we aim. Our, you know, we have a date in June, which this year is the 26th, I think, uh, and it has to be right on the 26th. So the the whole process of managing it is, is geared towards the 26 okay. so we if it's you know we get torrential rain we'll put sheets on it to, to keep it dry if it's dry we'll water it every day and we just monitor it monitor it monitor it and, and hopefully nine times out of ten it's perfect and really the turf here is aesthetics rather than actual the surface it's what's underneath the turf that's yeah. The important yeah there, is it? it's a four foot bank of clay underneath up, up against there's a wall at the back and we build the clay on the front and there's various steps in there to stop it slipping but it's the clay is what they grip on 
Um, it's what the turf grows into a little bit. If, if it didn't have turf on it, the horses would still come down on the, on the brown clay, but it would look horrible. So we're a grass arena, it's a grass bank. So we put the, the turf on the front. Okay, that's great. Well, fascinating. Um, good luck with this. Thank you. Good <laughs> luck getting us back down. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit, Edward, about you know, the team you've got here and, and the equipment you've got mm. that helps you look after and maintain the, yeah. the surfaces. What size team are you working with? We run with uh, six full-time groundsmen. Um, they don't always work on the ground, they have other jobs, painting and, and maintenance as well. Um, I sort of delegate one person to look after the main ring. Um, and he, if I need something doing out there, he will do it. So, okay. uh, so, so I that's have a, entirely his job? It's not entirely his job, but if, if it needs vertebrae raining, he'll do it. If yeah. it needs mowing, he'll do it. it you know, he does all the, all the jobs. Okay. He knows the ring and I, I, I'm a believer that if... if he looks after that 1.8 hectares. He'll know every inch of it eventually, yeah. or every square meter of it, and, and know how it grows. So, um, and you know who to shout at. And I know who to shout at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's a good lad. Um, but you do most stuff in house. Do most of the stuff in house. The top dressing will bring in a contractor, Bournes. Uh, we've got equipment. We've, we've invested quite heavily in equipment when we we did the renovation. So we bought the McCormack tractor. We bought the uh, Viedemann scarifier mower. We bought a Viedemann terra spike. Um, I think we've got Toro mower, we've right. got our John Deere uh, zero steer mower. That's the latest piece. That's the I'm, just in, I'm just negotiating with Godfrey's at the moment. Oh, yeah. okay. um, so we, we, we keep our equipment up to date, uh, well maintained. It's basically a field, so it, we don't need fine turf equipment. Um, Fertilising, I have a local farmer come in with his quad bike. Uh, right, and, okay. uh, and it's low ground pressure, it's easy, he just comes in, it's not worth us investing in that equipment. But m everything else, um, with the help of the STRI, uh, and I still Richard, uh, phone Richard Hayden a bit, okay. um, they give us advice and, and we put the, they, they give us a plan and what we should be doing and we put it together. So you seem to lean quite heavily on those guys, do you? Um, as, a, as a crutch, I've, I've, I've been doing it long enough to know what I'm doing, but sometimes it just helps to just ask advice. and, and they don't come, they used, initially they used to come here a lot you know they were here to, for the whole build used to come every two weeks for the first year now uh, Steve Gingell comes in twice three times a year just to make sure so he would come and visit probably six weeks before the first show just to make sure everything's all right nothing major wrong normally gives us a clean bill of health comes up with a bit of advice I know he's working on a new seed mix at the moment um, and he's talking to the seed houses on that so we might move i don't know okay um so you know it's their job every day of the week is is, is grass care so we do just use them as a for, for support and part of running your team and keeping them on top of things is there a, a degree of training that comes into that yeah we all three of us went um to, to epsom Racecourse for a bit of training we did four right. days with the stri on weed management and how grass grows and and, and stuff like that i have a uh I went to agricultural college way back and so I have a basic knowledge of fertilizers and stuff like that and we do um, bits and pieces of training and, and when Steve's here we, we, they come out and talk to him and he gives them advice. It's basically tractor driving it, it, and, or mower maintenance and, and if you keep on top of the weeds which a lot of the, we don't use a lot of weed killer we find that constant mowing tends to knock the weeds right, back. Okay. Um, if we have a dandelion problem which will come fairly soon we would use a, a Spot bit of spot weeding um, with a you know dandelion weed killer basically. Um, so it's not 
super scientific. The scientific the science has gone into the construction and, and how it is and, and the maintenance is its experience. So I guess you know, we'll talk about a little bit about the challenges you face now. Um, mm -hmm. On the surface of things, you've got only three main events in the main arena. Yeah. They are extremely high profile. Yeah. The world is literally watching. Um, high pressured. Yeah. In terms of keeping the turf up to spec through, you know, high usage in those, you know, four yeah, or five yeah. day events, what challenges does that give you? Again, it depends on the weather, but if everything's perfect, we, we have a, um, a regime, so we, we maintain as we go. So the, the, we have arena party in the ring looking after the fences, but they all have to have a whacker plate. So when they go to a fence, if the turf's a bit out of place or there's a hoof print, they just tap it down. Okay. So we do that throughout the day. We then put a team in there after after the show is finished at six o'clock of six with little divot forks and just divot any bad areas. We just titivate and, and, and just bring them back up. Um, and then in the evening, we'll give it a roll, a light roll. Depending on the, the weather and the conditions, we we have a, a flat roller or a Cambridge roller, which is a ribbed roller. Um, we like the rib roller because it actually pushes into the ground a little bit so it can put divots back in. Um, and we'll roll it either in the evening or depending on the time of year, the weather forecast, if we've got a heavy dew forecast, we'll roll it in the morning, which also allows us to push a bit of moisture back into the soil, into the top, top of the soil. So, um, and that's how we do it. it, it and, and if we need to, we use a bit of sand and soil mix to, to, if you get a big hole where a, a fence is jumped, one fence on the big classes can be jumped 80 or 90 times, so that's a ton of horse going up and a ton yeah. of horse landing. So they, they do wear out the patches. So we use a green sand sometimes, like a divot green sand you see them on okay, golf courses yeah. just to make it look nice. <laughs> so it's constant, it's throughout the day and, and we're monitoring it all the time. Um, we have course builders, there's myself, my head groundsman, assistant groundsman. I'll be out there most of the time when the, when the show is on or horses are jumping on it. Just monitoring it and seeing how everything is. And it, you know, it's as I say, it's a lot of experience gone into it, and you can do too much or you can not do enough, and we we think we have the balance. I mean, we've spoken a lot about the, the here and the now and the the history of the place. What's happening in the future? Then, have you got any other plans? Well, the future is to keep going and, and keep it at that top level. It's, it's you know to be recognised as one of the best venues in the world. Um, we got voted the best venue, the number one venue by riders, press, and visitors last year in an online poll. So that's a high level to wow, okay. to maintain um we we can't do any more horse jumping on on this ring we've we've done we've, we've exhausted the show jumping it's it's people say oh you could have another show look at it now it's perfect but we, we need to keep it a little bit exclusive we use the other uh, arenas quite a lot um but there are other things last year we did a, a pop concert weekend uh, a music weekend um, we're looking to do that again in the future which now we've done the drainage as what, what the drainage allows us to do is actually have another horse show because we couldn't do, run, the old way would only run two horse shows, we can now run three. Uh, and it allows us to do things like uh, music events and, and stages and, and running heavy people and having people walking all over it because the ground recovers so quickly. I guess part of not wanting to do another horse show is the fact you want to keep it exclusive? Yeah, keep it a little bit exclusive. Wimbledon only runs two weeks a year and they have maybe the Davis Cup and then they have their members yeah. in there. So it's it's... It's a special place to come and compete. The arena is a special arena to go and compete in. And if you just keep that mystique a little bit, and, and if they could jump there every week, it would soon lose its mystique. So we, we try and keep that sort of special feel when they come here. 
There's certainly a special feel about the place, even with it empty, <laughs> and standing on top of that dog. Yeah, no, no, scary it, 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 foot, I don't know how they do it. I don't ride a horse. <laughs> don't you? I don't know how they do it. No. Edward, no. it's been really fascinating. Pleasure. And a joy. Pleasure. Thanks for your Thank time. You.